Hello there, ladies and gents, and welcome to uh, episode 28 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. It's uh, official that the episode, uh, uh, well, this episode marks the uh, 28th, which is the same age as me, which is nice. But joining me in the parlour today is another podcaster who does uh, Podcast X. It's Trenchcoat Mafia. Hello there. Hi. Welcome to the show. It's about time. (laughs) It has taken us like a bazillion years to sort of get hold of each other for this, hasn't it? Yes, actually. I do apologise. I'm a bit crap on the internet. You would think, being somebody who does a podcast, that I'd be pretty internet savvy, but I'm not. (laughs) Well, you're doing a 24-hour podcast. Mm, Yeah, I'm starting to think it was probably a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's really hard to organise, but um, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's going to be good, I think. I've um, I've set up the page now for the donations. Obviously, I don't expect anybody to donate until the actual day that I do the show. But if you want to uh, have a look at the page or even donate beforehand, if you fancy, it's um, justgiving.com forward slash SPCP live i think i should have written this down i'm so rubbish but yeah i mean i've, I've actually got some uh, some fairly big names all uh in the bank now i've got um paul cornell's going to be doing it with us lee gallagher coming back on and andy Ewington's coming back on and i've managed to bag jerry duggan somehow and i oh, i don't know how i'm going to cope with this because he writes two of my favorite comics which is deadpool and nova and i don't quite know how i'm gonna cope (laughs) any luck on getting other women on the show um i'm in talks with a few but i'm reluctant to announce anybody until i've got them sort of solidly confirmed okay um but i'm I'm hoping to get i mean i've got my friend jenny's going to be co-hosting with me the whole day so there'll be at least one more pair of boobs on the show (laughs) 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 um but yeah, I mean, it's going pretty well. We've got it scheduled in for the twelfth of July, I think it is. That's a Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's going pretty well. It's just I'm at that stage at the moment where I've asked like a ton of people to come on, and I'm just waiting for replies, and it's really nerve wracking. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, I think I think it'll be a good one, even if it is just me talking for twenty four solid hours. Ah, <laughs> uh, at least you have got Paul Cornell. Mm. He's a good writer. Oh, he's a really nice chappy as well. I've met him a couple of times and he's a really good, uh, he's a, it will definitely be a good chat that I have with him, I think. Especially since, like, so I think the last time I spoke to him, he was just starting to write Wolverine and I think only issue one had been out at the time. Um, so it'll be nice to talk to him a bit more about his, his run on that so far. But he's a really good, good chap. So I'm quite excited now. Yeah. What do you think of his Doctor Who two-parter, Human Nature? Those two were, like, two of my favourite episodes, like, ever. <laughs> yeah. Every time it used to or no doctor, he regenerates, though. Mm. It is, um, it's a, Doctor Who's an odd show because it's, I don't think any other show could get away with changing as often as Doctor Who does because <laughs> not only does the Doctor change himself, there's, like, different companions and different aliens and different creative teams on each episode. It's like, I don't. I don't quite know how they make they pull it together, but they do, and it's bloody brilliant. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. How do you like the new guy? Peter Capaldi? Yes. I'm intrigued to see where they go with him, simply because I only know him from... Um, oh, what's that? Pro- oh, God, it's... Oh, this is going to bug me. There was a programme he was in where he played, like... Um, 
he was working it as part of the government and basically did nothing but swear. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only thing I know him from, so I'm a bit intrigued because I just think... I think he's definitely got the acting chops, but whether he can move away from the sort of angry, sweary man... uh... Uh, He can swear as the doctor. (laughs) I don't know if that would go down well with all their parents. (laughs) Uh, it's about time they got an older guy anyway. Um, oh, where's the last guy, the 11th doctor? I, not David Tennant. Oh, Matt Smith. Uh, Matt Smith. Uh, he was too young. Do you think? I thought he was really good, but then again, I had a massive crush on him, so. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine you didn't have a massive crush on him. So no. <laughs> My husband thinks he looks like a Dorito, though, so... Yeah, he kind of does. <laughs> he has a very large forehead. <laughs> oh. I thought he was sweet. No, I do I do agree. I think it's... um, I think one of the things that was brilliant about classic Doctor Who, or the bits that I've seen of it, is that it wasn't full of, like, beautiful, young, you know, stupidly handsome or stupid, like, drop-dead, gorgeous-looking people. They were all fairly normal-looking, and the Doctors were all quite old and, and wise-looking. Um, and it was it's quite refreshing to have a show where people don't have to be, like, you know, gorgeous all the time that's not a stupid, crappy soap. Because I don't know if you're aware of, like, things like EastEnders in the UK. They are admittedly mostly full of ugly people, but they're all so shit. So <laughs> it's uh, like, yeah, I don't want to watch that. It's crap. I never watched EastEnders. Yeah, you're not missing anything. <laughs> uh, I assumed. Yeah, it's pretty uh, crap. Pretty crap. Uh, I miss Amy, though. Oh, from Doctor Who? Yes. Um, I think the the problem with Amy having left, I think she'd run her course. I liked her a lot, but I think she'd run her course. But I think the problem was bringing in Clara because uh, I have a problem with Clara (laughs) in the sense that she's not got um, much of a personality. She was written more like a device than anything else. Um, so she doesn't, there's not a lot to her other than the fact that she's there. Um, and I find it a bit hard to like her. So I'm hoping that um, they explore her a bit more and she gets a bit more of a personality. Don't count on it. <laughs> You're not a Clara fan either? No. I don't know anyone who is. I think it's difficult to be a Clara fan because she's just so blah. Like there's, yeah. there's just nothing about it that I mean I don't hate her I, d- I definitely think there's been much worse companions but ah uh, yeah like Mel from oh. the Seventh Doctor's era oh I don't think I've ever seen any of the Seventh Doctor you're I'm... lucky <laughs> you didn't miss much oh dear <laughs> who was the Seventh Doctor was he Pants Sylvester McCoy oh okay. No, you I definitely may have haven't seen him in Lord of the Rings. He plays a wizard in that. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm such a bad nerd. Lord of the Rings is something that I feel like I should really enjoy because it's like elves and wizards and giant spiders and like all sorts of you know awesome monsters and stuff. But I just find it really boring. Yeah. <laughs> uh... It kind of is. I'm not going to watch the third movie after the first two Hobbit movies. Uh, The second movie ended 
with the dragon surviving and they advertised the third movie i'm like it's a 200 page book <laughs> do you know i said the exact same thing to my husband because we saw the lord of the rings films and i thought they were too long but at least they were you know one film per book whereas this it's like three films from one book that is smaller than any of the three lord of the rings books so why is why does this need and ugh, i can't deal with the number of songs in tolkien books there's just you don't need to have a hobbit sing a song like every other place uh, at least they wrote tom bombadil out of the movie altogether I was happy about that. I know a lot of people got mad about it, didn't they? But I thought he was such a, like, just nonsense character. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, not a big fan of his. But I am, um, I, I, the, yeah. The, the thing about the, the Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit is that, like, visually it's really stunning and you can imagine the amount of time and effort that and, like, money that had to go into like the set design and you know even just filming the hobbits so that they look shorter than everybody else but at the same time it's just like you could so easily shave about two hours off like the lord of the rings trilogy i want peter jackson to go back to making good movies (laughs) i think the only other peter jackson film i've seen is um is it brain dead yes yeah I, 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 that's the only one of his I've seen, I think, and I, I did really like that. It's fucking crazy, but... <laughs> yeah, you saw the right one then. <laughs> Has he done some stinkers, or...? Oh, yes, he did the King Kong remake, and he did something called The Frighteners, which is about ghosts and Michael J. Fox. <laughs> I think, do you know, I have seen the King Kong remake, but I'm not... It was all right. No, it wasn't. It was pants. What am I trying to... <laughs> Why am I trying to dress it up? It's not good. I did... King Kong's one of those films. I just didn't quite see the point in remaking because it still stands up, really. So, why bother? Yeah, I saw the 70s remake as a kid, and that was bad. <laughs> I think remakes are a bit touch-and-go anyway though because the problem is is that if the original film was crap then nobody's going to really want to see a remake anyway but if the original film was good then nobody wants to see it get done again so it's like well i've I've got the original why would i want to watch a new one all they do is make remakes like the evil dead Mm. do you know i watched that not long ago and i gotta say it wasn't bad but it didn't feel like the evil dead to me like it it wasn't good yeah (laughs) it was a bit too like dark and there's there's a sort of a slight element of kitschiness to the original evil dead that i like that the the new Uh, one did not have uh they didn't feature ash until the very end yeah that was weird why would you cut out the clearly best character? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Ash, the guy who plays Ash, rather, he was in a movie where he played Elvis. Oh, was that um, Bubba Hotep? Yes. I haven't seen that, but a lot of people tell me I should. You should. <laughs> I'll add you to the list of people that tell me I should. <laughs> One day I'll get around to it. I've got a list of things to watch that's like 60 miles long. <laughs> I'm so bad at films. Did you 
Listen to Kelly Sue DeConnick when she said you should see Absolute Beginners. Uh, do you know, it is on my list. I was trying to find it. And, uh, <laughs> I was trying to find it on Netflix and I couldn't find it. So uh, I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the case trying to find it for cheap because I don't want to buy it for, like, expensively on DVD if it turns out that it's crap. <laughs> uh, it's not crap. Oh, good. That's two uh, people who've told me it's not crap now then. <laughs> Uh, I could be wrong because you like the turtles, of all things. <laughs> oh, don't pick on me about my turtles, love. Oh, oh, wasn't there... Didn't you, there used to be a female turtle? Yeah, but we like to pretend she didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. I saw that on Robot Chicken. <laughs> I didn't know if she actually existed. She did indeed. She was called Venus de Milo, which makes no sense because all the others are named after artists, not pieces of work. But... Was she missing an arm? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think she had both of her arms intact. I don't really remember because I do actually genuinely try to forget that she existed. Sorry, oh. Vince. <laughs> I did uh, the other day, though, have a big turtles marathon because my hubby was not at home and I thought... What would I rather do with my day? Read a load of comics or watch all three live-action Turtles films? So I did the second thing. <laughs> you even watched the one with Vanilla Ice? Yep, yep. I actually like that film. The only problem I have with that film is that there's not a proper showdown with the Super Shredder at the end. He just becomes the Super Shredder and then they drop a building on his head. Uh, better work. <laughs> I think they should have fought him for at least a little bit, though. They kind of wussed out on that. But um, I still love it. Oh, what do you think of Megan Fox starring in the next Turtles movie? Mm. I'm sceptical. <laughs> I'm not... Uh, hmm, how to phrase this? I don't... She can't act. <laughs> yeah, don't sugar the pill, mate, definitely. <laughs> um, no, she's... she's. Oh, yeah, she can't act. But I... I don't know whether we'll need her to act that much, if that makes sense. Because if she's only around to react to stuff, like, oh, there's a building falling down, oh, there's a turtle, maybe I can deal with it. But I don't know. I, I don't know. She's the, the one thing that's putting me off the film. Because from the trailers that I've seen, it looks pretty badass. Oh, I haven't seen any of the trailers. Oh, you should go and have a look after the show and um, see what you think. Because honestly, I think it's uh, it looks pretty... I mean... There's a couple of bits about the design of the turtles that I'm not, like, sold on. But I think it's going to be the kind of thing I need to see more of before I'm used to it, just because I'm not, I'm not used to that version of them. All the turtles need are masks and weapons. Yeah. I don't quite understand why they seem to have put them in clothes in this. That's what I'm... That's the thing I'm struggling with because I know a lot of people have got a problem with the nostrils. And you know what? I think I can get over nostrils, but I don't know if I can get over Raph's loincloth. I just don't know if I can do <laughs> Why would a turtle just fighting crime need a loincloth? Don't think about what's under the loincloth. <laughs> but this is the disturbing thing is that none of the others are wearing a loincloth. So whatever Raph's got to hide, clearly the other three haven't got it. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> What? That makes no sense. I am excited, though. I'm blatantly going to go out and see it, like, opening weekend. <laughs> when does it come out? Do you know? I'm not sure. I think I might try and look it up, but it, it could crash my internet, which wouldn't be good. Um, I think it's later this year, but I could be I could be making things up entirely. Um, I only care about 
the next X-Men movie. <gasps> I am so excited for that. It's ridiculous. I've been really crap at going to the cinema this year, though, because I still haven't seen Amazing Spider-Man 2, which I really want to see. Oh, uh, then I won't mention who dies in it. Ooh. <laughs> Actually, I think, I think I've got a feeling I know who it is anyway, uh, mostly because of the, the teasy trailer bits. But, um... Yeah, I still haven't seen that yet, but I am excited for X-Men. But I haven't read Days of Future Past, and I don't know that whether that's going to work in my favour in that I won't notice things that are different or, you know, wrong. <laughs> but or oh, whether it'll just confuse me. <laughs> I think I have the comics. I can send them to you. Oh, you don't have to do that. I'm sure I can dig them out from some. I'm sure one of my... Uh, UK buddies has got one I can steal. But I don't know whether it's going to be better for me to wait until afterwards. Because <laughs> I know when I've read a lot of comics before, the film versions have like let me down a bit. Or the same with like books. When you read the book first, the film lets you down a little bit. So I don't know what to wait until afterwards. So I'm more like, yeah, days of future past. <laughs> don't notice all the things that are different. <laughs> well, I liked... The best thing they did was getting Brian Singer back to direct it because the first two movies in X-Men were awesome. I um, I, I think they've dated it a little bit now, though, because I, I remember really loving the first X-Men film. I, I saw it at the cinema twice, I think, actually, um, and I really, really loved it. And then I tried to watch it recently, and it felt really slow. Like, it was really hard going to get through it. So I don't know whether it's just aged badly or whether I've just been spoilt by too many comic book movies since. <laughs> uh, and the third one sucked, basically, <laughs> when they killed everybody. Yeah, it wasn't a good... I think they just sort of failed miserably with the way they represented the whole Phoenix sort of situation. And then, yeah, uh, it did. It did. It wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, only killed the guy who plays Cyclops because he did a Superman movie, and I th think they were jealous he did a DC movie. <laughs> I uh, I didn't know was he in a Superman movie. Two thousand six Superman Returns. Uh, uh, oh, I hated that film. That's I why I've forgotten too. he was in it. <laughs> Uh, I was just thinking, I, I completely forgot that that film even existed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he couldn't have been in the Christopher Reeve one, surely, but he definitely wasn't in Man of Steel, and I was getting really confused. <laughs> Man of Steel, though, was awesome. Do you know, I loved, I absolutely loved that film. A lot of people get really mad about it, and I do think it's definitely a darker take on Superman than probably most people were expecting and perhaps wanted. But I don't think necessarily that's a, a bad thing because I don't understand why you can't have... As a lot of people said, the way that it ended was not very Superman, like, true to his character. But at the same time, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be because if you like the version of Superman that doesn't kill stuff, then read the comics and don't watch the, the films. But... You know, I mean, I, I, I'd have preferred it if he hadn't killed Zod, simply because I love Zod. And I'd, I'd be quite happy if Zod came back again later. That'd be fine by me. But I don't... 
Yeah, I don't think it necessarily changes things that much. It actually makes it a little bit more interesting in terms of where they'll take him in the future because how can it get darker than that? Oh, <laughs> uh, even in the comics, John Byrne had him kill the Kryptonian villains, all three of them. Oh, did he? Including the girl who begged for mercy. That was cool. That's a bit harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wow. I didn't. Which story was that in? Uh, issue 27, I think, of the 80s series. Oh, I'll have to check that out. I've never read I, that. That sounds pretty cool. I could look up the issue, but uh, uh, I'll go ahead and do that. You just talk, it's your show. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I do invite other people on so that they can stop me from rambling incessantly. But um, <laughs> since we've come to a little a little gap in the flow of the talk, um, have you seen? It's slightly related to what we were talking about. Have you seen the um, the photo, the first onset photo of uh, Affleck's Batman? Yes, I hope Superman kicks his ass. <laughs> I hate Batman. You hate Batman? Uh, all of them. I don't care who plays them. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure whether you'd said you hate that man, as in Affleck, or Batman. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, I don't think don't you know anybody who wrong. hates Batman. Affleck's bad, but <laughs> Batman is worse. I like Batman quite a lot, actually. <laughs> I liked the Adam West Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love the Adam West Batman? I like to um I like to claim that I've got some sort of degree of separation with him because we share the the same birthday. That's my uh, 15 minutes of fame there. <laughs> Me and Adam West born on the same date. Um no I do I do like Batman and I think I like the look of the Batman and the Batmobile from uh is it Superman versus Batman or the other way around whatever it's called. But I get the feeling <sighs> I want to be optimistic about this film because I really like DC and I love Superman and I love Batman, but it just seems like they're throwing in so many people now, a lot of whom we've never seen in any other films or anything before, and it it feels to me like there's just going to be too much going on for me to pay attention and care. <laughs> uh, yeah, aren't they supposed to be introducing Wonder Woman in the same movie? Yeah, and I've heard that there's going to be. I'm pretty sure they mentioned Green Arrow is going to be in it, if if you know, possibly briefly, and potentially Flash. So they're clearly setting up for a Justice League film, but it seems like they're doing it in a very weird way because I don't expect every character to get an origin story or a separate film before we see them. But you know, a little bit of a nod in previous, like we could have had a really brief. I don't know, imaging the background of um, Man of Steel, somebody watching the telly and there was a news report about Green Arrow or something. You know what I mean? Just so that we, like, it's in our minds already that these people exist. But, like, Man of Steel acted like Superman was the only superhero and now there's, like, a shit ton. It's like... Is the guy who plays Green Arrow and uh, on Arrow going to be Oliver? I had heard rumours that he was in talks, but I don't know if it was ever confirmed. I don't watch that show anyway. I started to, but um, I'm really far behind because other things just 
took priority because it's it's all right. It's like you know, it's it's fairly fun viewing, but it's not something I'm desperate to watch every week. You know, like um, I'm currently addicted to Adventure Time, like pretty seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show so much. It actually oh. made me have a little cry the other day, which is pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> what made you cry on it? Have you been watching it? Are you up to date? Because I don't want to spoil no, anything for you. No, spoil away. Okay. Well, the um, at the very end of the last series, which was series oh, five... Oh, uh, I'm remembering to tell you, it is issue 22 of the 80s run. Oh, cool. I'll make a note of that then so that I can check that out. Um, at the end of series five of Adventure Time... Because Finn is referred to as Finn the human because he's the only human on this earth at the time. Um, and he finds out that his dad's still alive. And so at the start of series six, he finds out um, where his dad is and he goes to find him. And his dad is just like a massive dickhead to him, like in the whole episode. And then the very end of the episode, his dad's basically trying to run away from him because it turns out he's a criminal and um, he was kept in a prison that Finn has just accidentally sort of helped him get out of. And Finn is trying to, like, hold on to this platform that his dad is escaping on. And he's holding on so hard because he really, really wants to be reunited with his dad and to actually have, like, you know, a proper relationship with him. And he holds on so hard that his his whole right arm gets pulled off. And I just, I just was like, oh, my... His arm gets completely ripped off. Yep, yep. He's got a stump that leads down to just above his elbow. And he has now, he's now got no right arm. <laughs> It's really freaking sad. But I think the saddest thing is the fact that it's his dad. You know what I mean? Like, he was just so desperate for a family. And I was like, oh, that's the saddest thing I've <laughs> Having a little cry, hoping my husband didn't notice. It's pretty sad. But I think when you, like, I mean, I've been quite lucky because my dad wasn't around when I was younger. But I lived with my my mum, my nan, my granddad and my uncle. So... I was lucky in that I had somebody around. But I can't imagine what it must be like to think you're the only person on Earth and then have your dad appear and he's just a massive bellend. It's like, oh, I felt a bit sad. Anyway. I guess I'm going to have to watch this show, but I'm coming in on a fifth season. (laughs) The thing is with Adventure Time is I would recommend starting at the start and watching it all in order because... I think Adventure Time is not a kid's show. <laughs> I think it's an ad- it's a show for adults that appeals to kids because it's cute and colourful. Um, but there's a lot of um, character development and a lot of, like overarching plots and stuff that don't really make a whole lot of sense if you watch it out of order. So I would definitely recommend watching it from the start. But And it gets better as it goes along as well. So if you don't take to it immediately, don't give up on it. But I, I am honestly addicted to that show. It's It's funny because it's... It's a cartoon. They're like the episodes are like ten, twelve minutes long or something. And that and Hannibal are my two favourite things on the telly at the moment, which couldn't be more different uh, if they uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, I assume Hannibal kills people. Uh yeah, quite quite gruesomely. Does he uh, eat them afterwards? Yes, yes he does. And uh, uh, I think the thing I find the creepiest 
And this is, ugh, like, I'm a bit squeamish anyway, but the thing I find the creepiest is, like, he often holds dinner parties and just serves people, other people, and they don't know. And they're just like, hmm, what's this? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's totally pork. It's, like, not totally pork at all. That's pretty funny. Oh, it's so gross. Can you imagine if you found out you'd eaten human? I'd be so sick. I can't even. It's such a good show, though. Oh, yeah. I liked the movie Silence of the Lambs, and the that was good, and the book was good, mm. and I think the guy wrote another book about Hannibal, where Hannibal winds up with Glories at the end, and they live happily ever after. No way. That sounds yes. ridiculous. It is. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. I don't understand how that would happen. Is it like some sort of Stockholm syndrome almost sort of situation? <laughs> <laughs> how weird is that? I am. Um, I need to get on to reading the books and seeing Silence of the Lambs. I think because I haven't actually done either of those things, which is really bad. But I'm scared now because I'm so used to Mass Mickelson being Hannibal um, that I don't know how I would feel about Anthony Hopkins because I'm not a huge Anthony Hopkins fan anyway. Oh, you didn't like him in Elephant Man. Uh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> I told you, I've barely seen anything. If you ask me if I've seen a film, the answer is probably no. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, uh, he's really good in Silence of the Lambs, though. Mm. I think I think it's just everything that I have seen him in. He's very uh, scenery-chewy. Odin! Yeah, don't you think he chews the scenery in that? I think he's crap. Uh, I expect him to shoot his scenery because he's Anthony Hopkins. (laughs) See, I'm just not used to it. I need to watch more Anthony Hopkins films so it will, like, dull me to the the scenery chewing. I am... I don't know. I think Hannibal, as well, seems like it's a lot darker than maybe Silence of the Lamb. I mean, I'm guessing because I haven't seen the film, but it seems a lot weirder and more psychological there's a lot of sort of like dream sequences and hallucinations and creepy shit going on that's not just murders because that's pretty creepy (laughs) um it's good though they have to fill out an hour (laughs) well i was wondering about this actually because the show so far i think we're on series two at the moment has been sort of covering the events that were in the book Red Dragon, which is the one before Silence of the Lambs, isn't it? Yes, I I didn't read that. Mm. But I'm not sure um, whether they're going to keep going and sort of do the Silence of the Lambs storyline or not. I don't know whether it's going to deviate and just be its own thing or whether they're going to carry on with doing, like, sort of based on the books and therefore they'll you know, bringing Clarice and stuff, because she's not in it at the moment in the TV show. But um, there's a guy who's one of the most handsome men on telly uh, called, called Hugh Dancy, who I honestly could just look at for hours on end anyway. So <laughs> maybe the show's crap and I'm just too busy staring at Will Graham's face. <laughs> He's the bad guy, isn't he? Because you're supposed to be rooting for Hannibal. <laughs> well, it's... It's a difficult one, actually, in the show, because 
the way that they portray Hannibal is very clever in that you know what he's doing is wrong and it makes you feel really sick, but at the same time, you kind of want him to succeed. And not necessarily because you want people to die, but more because you just watching the way he sort of manipulates everybody else into like to sort of throw them off the scent and stuff is incredibly interesting. But um yeah, he is pretty gruesome. <laughs> Uh, I guess you watched Dexter too. I did indeed. I loved it. De- well, I loved Dexter until the last series when it just all went to pot. I don't know what happened. I hear it ended horribly. Yeah, it was kind of like the writers gave up on it a series before it actually finished. So, so I'm glad I never watched that then. Yeah, it's pretty disappointing when you've put so much time into a watching something for it to just sort of slap you in the face at the end. Uh, speaking of Doctor Who, which we weren't, <laughs> maybe they can kill Clara and replace her with another chick. <laughs> I really want them to bring in a, a male companion at some stage in the not-too-distant future. They're so- going to... Uh, uh, they're going to introduce a new male character who's going to be a companion, I guess, mm-hmm. along with the Doctor and Clara. Oh, okay. So kind of like a Rory situation, like yes, guy that tags along. I loved Rory. I, yeah, <laughs> I everybody Rory. likes Rory. <laughs> and Rory's dad. I miss Rory's dad. <laughs> he was brilliant. Yeah. Dinosaurs on a Spaceship was a great episode. Wasn't it, though? I Like, loads of people said to me, oh, it was all right, I suppose. I was like, no, it was brilliant. There were dinosaurs on a spaceship and, like, Ron Weasley's dad being awesome. And it was just great. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know how people could dislike that episode. Uh, uh, like I said before, at least... They replaced the doctor with an older guy now. <laughs> the doctor has always been older than me, so that's how I like him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How would you feel about a lady doctor? Uh, they did that in a sketch one time. Uh, the girl from AbFab was the... Doctor, the 13th uh, Doctor, I, Joanna Lumley. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she said, the sonic screwdriver, see, she said about that, ooh, it has three settings. Uh, so it can work, I guess. They would just have to get the right girl to play her. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I would like it, which is a terrible thing to say, being a woman myself. But I, the thing I like about the Doctor is I think there are not very many male role models for like younger boys who solve their problems with intelligence rather than violence. And I think taking that away, like taking the Doctor away and, and putting a woman in there, considering there are already so many quite strong female characters in Doctor Who as it is... I don't really think the Doctor needs to be a woman. 
Plus, I think it'd be pretty weird that for 13, like, regenerations in a row, he's been a dude, and then all of a sudden he's got a vagina. It's like, what? <laughs> Where'd that come from? <laughs> and David Tennant was married briefly. What What do you do about that if the Doctor ever becomes a woman? Well, isn't the Doctor technically married to River Song? She's dead. It, well, it did timey-wimey, though, innit? <laughs> 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 she's dead sort of uh I, t- I tell you what it sounds really horrible but i really hope they don't bring river song back in the next series i am so bored of her oh uh, they probably will they always do it's getting a bit daft now as well in the sense that their timelines are supposed to be sort of semi going backwards and so she's technically supposed to be getting younger every time we meet her but she's looking so much older now than she did in silence of uh, silence in the library that it's it's not uh, it's not really going to work for that much longer <laughs> she's about 50 though oh yeah she's uh, looking good for her age definitely <laughs> uh, it would make sense whether to try to get with this new doctor he's almost her own age that's true. I never quite understood the relationship between the Doctor and Riversong because whilst they did a fair, like a little bit of flirting, they never actually seemed to like like each other. And now they're married. It's like what? Where'd that come from? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't get it. Well, Matt Smith got to kiss her. That is true. Or she got to kiss him. Depends on which one of the pair of those you fancy more, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind giving Matt Smith a snog, but um, don't tell my husband I said that. <laughs> 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 I still say Matt Smith was too young to be the doctor. They should never cast anyone under 30. That's the age the fifth doctor was, and that worked just fine. I think, um, to give him his due, I think Matt Smith did a fairly good job of um, portraying old whilst looking young. But, um,. I suppose that's because I'm not so attached to the the classic stuff because I only came into Doctor Who when it started. Um, well, it wasn't even when it restarted. I, I started watching it in series three of the new stuff and then I went back and watched one and two and then started four when it was actually on the uh. <laughs> I, I watched it in such a timey-wimey order. But it's it yeah it didn't bother me so much. But I think that's because I was so used to Tennant by the point the time that he came round. It's like Tennant's quite young, you know. So you've seen Tennant before you've seen Eccleston. Yeah, I saw the series with Martha first, I think. Then I went back and watched Eccleston, and then the first series of Tennant. I apologize for Rose. I tell you what, why do so many people love Rose? I think a shit. <laughs> she's pretty bad. Not as bad as Clara. Uh, she's definitely got more personality than Clara. But I think she was... She's just not my... I don't rate Billy Piper as an actress, really. I don't think she's very good. She should go back to pop singing. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd want that either, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> uh, I'm a lifelong Doctor Who fan, so I've been a fan since the Tom Baker years mm-hmm. so I I never heard of anyone who started with the new season 3 before 
<laughs> I told you I did watch it in a stupid order. It was mostly because when they announced that it was coming back, I just assumed, because I'd never seen any of the classic stuff, that I wouldn't know what was going on, so I never bothered with it. And it was only when a friend of mine said, no, it's really good, and all you need to know is that he travels through time and space, and you can just start watching it, so I did. And it was at Series 3 at the time. <laughs> Did you see the ones with the master? Yeah. Because I, I don't know why he gets a bum rap. I think it, he's over to the top, sure, but the master would be. I really liked John Sim. I thought he did a really good job. I think some of the dialogue in the... Russell T Davies era was a little bit cheesy, but I don't think... I think for what he was given he did a really good job um i thought he was great I, i've got no problems with him I, i'd be happy to see him come back again as well <laughs> don't think he will but i would i wouldn't mind it i wouldn't be against it yeah the original master overacted uh, like a mofo <laughs> i think some some level of uh, of cheese is is always to be expected <laughs> in doctor who i think and i'm fine with that i like cheese uh, Tom Baker was surely cheesy. <laughs> I get the feeling that if I started watching more Classic Who, that Tom Baker would probably be my favourite. He's everyone's. <laughs> he's not my husband's favourite. No. No, he's a Peter I'm Davidson. I'm surprised. Peter Davidson was good. I don't blame him. Mm. But Tom Baker was better. <laughs> yeah, I definitely need to start trying to watch more Who because I think some of the earlier stuff is on Netflix now. Um, so I've got no excuse, really, have I? Uh, some of it is uh, some of the Second Doctor stuff hasn't even survived. I don't know why the BBC taped over those. The Second Doctor and some of the First Doctor's stuff is missing, I guess, forever. That's a shame. I bet that's really annoying if you were involved in it as well, just to know that it's, like, gone forever. Mm, well, the oldest Doctor I can personally remember seeing was the Third Doctor, and all of his episodes are intact. Oh, that's good. I'll have to um, I'll have to make a a concerted effort to get more into classico. I think the problem for me is that because I'm such a such a youthful youngun that I don't, <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'll accept these uh, old school graphics and you know aliens made out of people wearing socks on their head and stuff. Like that. <laughs> there was one time they actually used sock puppet aliens. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. I See, I don't, I don't know if I would be able to watch that and sort of take it. And another monster was just tinfoil. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm not even making this up. <laughs> no, I believe you. I um, I think I've seen about four episodes of Classic Who, and I've got to say, they weren't the, uh, the production values weren't what they are today. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but I should definitely give it more of an effort because I call myself a nerd. I should uh, I should at least you know live up to <laughs> my name, eh? Yeah, uh, I apologise for the special effects. They were <laughs> always bad. And to be honest, the the Doctor nice. Who new stuff isn't that great either. <laughs> um, 
I mean, they're using CGI now, which is great, but they're not always doing a very good job of it. But I think, like I said, I think that's a, a bit part of its charm, really, isn't it? Don't they spend two million an episode on the effects? Oh my god, is that true? <laughs> that's what they used to spend on Buffy. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I'm surprised they don't spend more. I don't know if the um the budget for Doctor Hugh, Doctor Hugh, what the hell is a Doctor Hugh? <laughs> Oh dear! Clearly, I'm uh, flagging. It's the end of the week. What do you want from me? Um, clearly, Doctor Who. I don't think it has that that massive of a budget, but I don't know. It might do. I haven't. I don't really know how television works in the sense that, like, to me, it seems like you wouldn't spend more than like a couple of thousand on something, and then you find out it actually cost a million. You're like, what? What did you spend this on? Yeah, I could never understand. The two million dollars an episode budget on uh, effing Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> even though it was a g- good show. Yeah, it's not really one for needing that many in special effects and stuff, really, is it? No. I suppose I suppose there must have been a lot of makeup though going to the uh, vampires and monsters and stuff. Mm, yeah, uh, they should have just kept that show. Going when Sarah Michelle Geller up and quit, just make your sister the new Slayer. Weren't there like a ton of Slayers anyway at the end, or have I at just... the end? Uh, yeah. Uh, I forget how they did that, but every girl who had uh Slayer power got the powers in the end. So anyway. There was always faith they could have just made the show about her. <laughs> I reckon I know a lot of people who would have watched a Faith show. <laughs> I was never that big a fan of hers, but I, I made the stupid mistake of stopping watching Buffy at about series five and then finding out it was getting it was finishing like two series later. I was like, Oh, I should have just held on. <laughs> uh yeah. Season seven was bad though. I think season six was the one with the musical that was the last good episode. I wasn't a fan of the musical episode. So I think I think I stopped watching at the sort of start of series six and then I had to watch the musical episode because it was a musical episode and I needed to see what the business was. And I think what annoyed me the most about that episode was the fact that you sort of got to the end and it was like the monster was like, yep, I'm going to marry whoever it was who conjured me. Oh, it was a dude. I'm just going to go then. There was like no threat. And the whole thing was just basically it was just a, a thing to get everybody like Buffy to tell everyone that they dragged her out of heaven, not hell, which they could have easily done with any number of different things like a demon that makes them tell the truth or, you know, literally anything but a flipping musical. I'm glad you saw that episode because uh, I forget Buffy's sister's name. She wasn't real anyway. Oh, uh, um, Dawn. Dawn. Uh, Dawn sang like one line and then they stopped her because <laughs> obviously that actress couldn't sing. But I don't think any of them could really. Uh- <laughs> Like Spike, uh, Spike wasn't bad, if I remember rightly. Um, Giles and... was good. Uh, He's actually I... in a band, though, isn't he? 
I think he's a, a real musician, yeah. like you said. Uh, he was in a musical, a real musical, uh, called Repo, the genetic opera. He went around repossessing people's organs and stuff. It was, <laughs> Sounds uh, lovely. <laughs> uh, it is uh, really funny. <laughs> I might have to uh, see if that's anything that they ever do in the UK. I love going to the theatre, but I'm crap at ever going to see anything. Uh, have you s- seen any musicals in real life? Um, I saw quite a few when I was younger because we used to go for school trips, so I saw a lot of the Andrew Lloyd Webber stuff. But recently, the only ones I've seen are... um, I saw Lesmies a couple of years ago. I saw Avenue Q about two years ago, and I saw Book of Mormon last year, which was amazing. Isn't that by the guys who do South Park? That's the one, yes. It's very good. Oh, I would imagine it would be. I... A sold Jesus Christ Superstar, the movie, though. I liked it because Jesus dies at the end, and that's the end. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Jesus Christ Superstar. Who's in the film? Uh, Ted Neely is the uh, Jesus guy. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anyone else. Oh, yes, I do. Mary Magdalene was Yvonne Elliman. Uh, I should remember the guy who plays Judas because he was really good in it. I should try and check that out. I need to go to the theatre more. That's me making a New Year's resolution in May. (laughs) You saw the Lego movie. I did. I did. Oh, my gosh. I am so late to this party, but it is so brilliant. Have (laughs) Have you seen it? Yes. Oh, good. Uh, oh, good. I didn't I expect to actually like it, but I did. Do you know, it was one of those films that when I heard about it, I thought, oh, this could be cool. And then uh, when it came out, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll probably see that. And then everybody just went nuts for it. And I thought, okay, no, I have to see it. Oh, it's amazing. Some of the performances in it are wicked. Like um, Liam Neeson as the good cop, bad cop minifigure. He's so brilliant. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. And I tell you what as well. And notice that Batman (laughs) didn't get the girl. I did. I actually really liked the Batman in the in in Lego movie because I think as much as I like the idea of Batman being like totally cool and like a really nice dude and all that sort of stuff, you've got to think that there's got to there's got to come a stage where Batman gets a little bit up himself because of how like he's rich and he's handsome and he's fit and he's always fighting crime and he's always winning. You think eventually he's going to get to a point where he thinks he's a badass and like that's what I like to make this Lego Movie Batman is that he was totally like, yep, I'm Batman. He shouldn't think that. Because he's the only member of the JLA with no powers. (laughs) To be fair, though, shouldn't that make him feel even better? Because he's made it into the Justice League just based on... That that, should make him wonder how the hell he got in the league in the first place. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I tell you what I've always found weird about Batman is that he's the only person who's got a plan on how he can kill his mates. <laughs> and I understand he's just trying to be prepared because his mates are all very like powerful, and if they ever did go rogue, like it could but be the end of took those plans and actually used them on the Justice League, and that was all Batman's fault. This is true. It's not a very uh, a very good friend thing to do, really, is to plot the demise of your mates just in case. And at the end of Dark Knight, he kicked Superman's ass just because he had a little kryptonite. Yeah, I am. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the t- the two Dark Knight books, you know. I think people probably hate me for that, but I just thought they were just unnecessarily. Everybody hates the second one. Oh, I'm glad because that one was. D- to me, I felt like I'd accidentally done acid before I read that book because everything was just like bright psychedelic colours and didn't make any sense. I was like, what am I reading? No, uh, not good. That's because he had his wife colour it. <laughs> was she on acid at the time? Well, I don't know. She may have been. <laughs> I get the feeling she might have been. But, um, yeah, Lego. But we're not very good at staying on topic, are we? Um, <laughs> Lego movie, though, was pretty good. The only thing I hated about it, well, I didn't hate it. It just drove me a bit insane, was that song, Everything is Awesome, was stuck in my head for about four four days straight. <laughs> After that, I was just finding myself at work, like, typing away, everything is awesome. No, shut up, Stace. Ah, getting really mad at myself. It's not a bad song, though, actually. <laughs> Is there going to be a sequel? I hope so. I don't really know where they could go with it, but then again, I don't make films, so what do I know? <laughs> I want to know if they're going to make a sequel to Ted, too. I really love Ted. I'd watch a sequel to Ted. Uh, apparently, the guy, McFarlane, yeah, he's made a Western comedy now. Oh, yes. um, st- the, the Ways to Die in the West. I forget how many numbers it is. <laughs> it's like a thousand ways to die in the West or something, but I don't think it's a thousand. I think I've made that number up. <laughs> if that's rated or I'll see it. It's, um, I've seen the trailers for that and it does look really funny. I've never actually seen Seth MacFarlane before. And for some reason, I thought he was fat and he's not. <laughs> I just pictured him as being fat for some reason and he really isn't. Felt a bit bad then. <laughs> because there hasn't been a good comedy western since Blazing Saddles. Now, and... see, you're going to slap me now because I ain't seen that either. <laughs> <laughs> what movies have you seen? <laughs> Very few. <laughs> I'm so bad at films. Well, I've had 47 years to see all these movies, so... I I feel like there are some films, though, that I should have seen by now. Like like the fact that I still haven't seen Revenge of the Sith, which I know is not everybody's favourite Star Wars film, but... I hate the three (laughs) prequels. Everybody hates them. I actually didn't mind the first one. Was it the first? No, it was the second. Oh, I can't remember. Was Phantom Menace the first one? If so, that was the shit one. Uh, you liked George R. Binks? No, not at all. I think <laughs> <laughs> not at all. But I don't think the actual films are that bad, she says. <laughs> They're just not as anywhere near as good as the original. That's the problem. It's the, the issue is when you have a prequel as well, stuff can't be better than it was 
do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of stuff happening in the prequels that just is entirely more badass than anything that existed in the actual films, which doesn't make sense because why would your technology go backwards? Yeah, my favorite one of the original three is Empire, and that's good because George Lucas didn't write the script. <laughs> Not a fan of George Lucas, then. No. Big fan of uh, Indiana Jones 4, then, are you? <laughs> Why they even make 4? <laughs> you are not the only person who has asked that. I can, I can pretty... I did that film, man. I kind of love Indiana Jones. And I've I got to admit, I did get a bit of a thrill from seeing Harrison Ford, like, back in the saddle, as it were. But, um... but the kid had the nerve to put Indy's hat on his head. Uh, Indiana Jones... I uh, just grabbed it off him and <laughs> took it back. I'm not a fan of Shia LaBeouf anyway. I think he's a bit of a knob. And he's not a... the male Megan Fox. <laughs> yeah, he's not good. He's not a good actor, and I don't know how he keeps getting roles at all. Um, I think his whole part in Indy 4 could have easily not been there. But I think the biggest problem I had with Indiana Jones 4 was uh, the fact that it was mostly nonsense. And not like good, fun, interesting nonsense, just like like crap, like just bad nonsense. Did he, Indiana Jones, really hide inside a refrigerator <laughs> to avoid an atomic bomb? Or did I just imagine that? No, that actually happened. That actually happened. <laughs> we had um, an Indiana Jones night there once uh, at a friend's house, and he he conveniently fell asleep just after putting on <laughs> the fourth film. Um, but my other friend hadn't seen the fourth one yet, and we got to the point where um, he was in the fridge, and she just went, no, no, I can't watch this anymore. Turn it off. It's garbage. Just no. <laughs> it's not good. No, it isn't. You know, we were talking about Lego Movie, though, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, back to the Lego Movie. Did you enjoy it? Yes, I did. I didn't expect to. I'm like, no rated R movies are out. Uh, let me go see this. And I actually liked it. I think it was... Um surprisingly funny because one of the things i think it does really well is balances the comedy that appeals to kids and the and the comedy that appeals to adults in that there's a lot in there that kids probably don't get or don't notice that i found really funny but there's also like a lot of stuff that is purely there just to entertain the little ones like but i thought it was uh i thought it was clever and i thought it was funny and um i love will ferrell i mean i can't <laughs> i can't <laughs> argue with a film with will ferrell uh... When they brought him in in live action, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> You're not a fan? Not usually, but I like the Anchorman movies. Okay. Oh, who doesn't like Anchorman? Crazy people, that's who. <laughs> but he was in Land of the Lost too, and that racing movie... Billy Bobby, whatever that was. Oh, um, Talladega Nights. I actually really like that. <laughs> I couldn't finish watching it. Crumbs. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what he did like is the 300 sequel. I, d I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's good. I, do, I, I don't know if I want to see it. I kind of don't understand the point in the sense that 300 was like 
the story. Like, what what can the follow up be to that? Didn't only one guy survive? Like, <laughs> now, now they're like, now we're gonna kill even more people. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I like Sin City too, but I don't like everything Frank Miller. Because I hated the spirit. Ooh, I don't think I ever read any of Frank Miller's spirit. I think I read um, the stuff that I read was Darwin Cook, I think. Darwin Cook's spirit was awesome. Yeah. Frank Miller did the spirit movie. Ah, I haven't seen that. You don't <laughs> too. I think that's going to be the title of this episode, you know. Stace hasn't seen that. <laughs> I must have said it about 50 times already. Oh, cripes, we've been talking for an hour. Wow, I haven't talked about barely anything. <laughs> I was uh, I was going to talk about how I met your mother, but I think that'll just make me angry, and I've decided I don't want to be angry today because I had a really bad day at work yesterday, and I isn't, don't really want to. Oh, isn't that show cancelled? Well, it, it finished. It finished earlier this year, but um, the last episode was garbage. <laughs> and I, I what was happened gonna... in the last episode? Well, okay. If are you familiar with the story of how I met your mother? Not at all. All oh, right. Well, it's it's basically a show where a bloke is telling his kids the story of how he met their mom. Except because it got sort of extended more seasons than they were expecting, he actually tells a lot of stories that are nothing to do with meeting the mom at all. That are just stories from like him and his mates knocking around when they were younger and like other women he met in between and stuff. So it's been quite a long-winded process. But the entire last series was set in the weekend of his two best friends, Robin and Barney, getting married. So it was like the lead up to their wedding. And then the very last episode... So bearing in mind, that is 48 hours they've spread across 20, 22 episodes, something like that. The very last two episodes somehow managed to... They had to cram in like 10 years' worth of story. And he meets the mum, she dies. (laughs) They should have just did like... In Why the Last Man, uh, they just cut the 40 years later in the last issue and York was an old man. Do you know, I think that probably would have been better because the, the problem that I had with this was they... I mean, the, the, the lead-up in this series was so, like, stretched because of it only covering a 48-hour period that they ha- actually had one whole episode that was done entirely in rhyme and it was rubbish and, like, just total filler but then they just crammed like 10 years of story uh bobby's musical wasn't as as bad as that (laughs) i just uh i I don't know i think there are some ideas that people have that they think yeah this will be good this will and then they actually do it and it's like oh we dropped the ball there didn't we i think they definitely dropped the ball on that one but um, what I need to do is I need to get somebody on the show who loves How I Met Your Mother as much as I do so we can have a right proper rant about the last episode. Because <laughs> I tell you what, it was absolute garbage. Like, yeah. What ha- I'm still trying to find out what happened. Well, okay, so the, the most of the last series is leading up to Robin and Barney's wedding. In the last two episodes, Ted meets the mother, Robin and Barney get divorced, the mother dies, 
well, they have the kids first and then the mother dies off screen as well. So nobody gives a shit apparently about, <laughs> about the mother. Barney has a baby with a prostitute or someone we assume is a prostitute because you never actually find out who she is. And it's completely irrelevant to the rest of the plot as well. And Ted and Robin get together, which is actually what happened at the end of series one in that they got together and then ended up breaking up because she said she didn't want kids and he really wanted kids. So they broke up. But then halfway through the series, she decided she wanted kids but can't have them. So basically what the what the show should have been called is how I met the person who I ended up having kids with so that I could then go out with the woman I'm actually in love with who didn't want kids but now does but can't have them, so she's going to have you instead. <laughs> it was uh, that sounds horrible. It was pretty... It was like a kick in the face to the people who've been... Because, I mean, you know, it got to the point where... All we wanted to know was who the mother was going to be and how she and Ted were going to fall in love and, and, you know, and all this stuff. And literally, you see them meet each other and then there's a couple of, like, sort of maybe five or ten minute scenes where she's hanging around with them and then she's just dead and that's the end of that. And it's like, oh... Okay. <laughs> like, um, you don't even Did find you... out what she died from, actually, if I remember rightly. I think it's literally she's just like, oh, she's in the AIDS. hospital. <laughs> well, according to um, Team America, everyone has AIDS, so it could have <laughs> Did you see that movie, I Team America? adore that movie. Yeah, think... yeah, it was awesome. Oh, my God. Like, I think so. what I find really amazing about Trey Parker and Matt Stone is that they've got such a perfect understanding of how musicals should work. Because, um, like, South Park like movies that brilliant. one song, America Fuck Yeah. <laughs> I really like the slowed down version of that when they're all sad. It's like, <laughs> America Fuck Yeah. So good. I could Honestly, I could watch that film on a loop. I love it so much. It never stops being funny, ever. And Phil Collins, of all people, beat Porker and Stone for the Oscar. Did he? Yes. For what? And Phil Collins sucks. <laughs> no, no. It was a song from a Disney musical. Oh, was it Tarzan? Cause Tarzan. Yeah, he did the same track to that. Oh, that song was boring. That, uh, whole, that whole film was pretty boring, though, to be fair. Oh, <laughs> uh, Disney... I only got good again with the Little Mermaid, and uh, they kept being good for a little while. Hercules was okay, but they got bad again. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a bit hit and miss with Disney. I like most of them, but there's the odd one that I just think is like pants. Like for some reason, I cannot stand Alice in Wonderland. I think it's awful. Uh what movie? Alice in Wonderland. Oops, sorry. Oh, again. Uh, I don't think I ever saw that. Oh, it's like, again, it's very trippy. It's very trippy. It doesn't seem all that kid-friendly because it's quite frightening. But um, then again, a lot of Disney films have really frightening or really sad bits in that you just think, why am I exposing my children oh, to this? Yeah, uh, Angelina Jolie is supposed to be playing Maleficent. I cannot wait for that film. It looks so good. I do love Sleeping Beauty as well, and that helps. Uh, is this going to tie into that story? I think so. I think it's supposed to be about how Maleficent becomes evil and how she ends up putting the curse on... I only know she's supposed to fly in this one. What the fuck? (laughs) Well, to be fair, in the the Disney film, she did turn herself into a dragon, so I'm 
you know, she I can let her off for flying, I think. I <laughs> uh, That reminds me, I didn't like the Wizard of Oz prequel. Oh, um, The Great and Powerful. Yes. Storing, uh, I think it was James somebody. James as, Franco, yeah. James Franco. Yeah. As the wizard. Uh, the Wicked Witch. They had to explain how she got ugly in the first place in that. Yeah, I um, I quite liked the film, but I did think that... um. It seemed a bit odd that the Wicked Witch wasn't wicked to begin with. And also, I think a lot of the scenes were di- like purposefully made to look good in 3D. Because we went to see it in IMAX 3D and there were certain bits that you just thought you would never have put that shot in there unless you were trying to go, ooh, look at my 3D. I hate 3D. Me too. Uh, I have poor vision and I wear glasses for real. And I, uh, I have to put 3d glasses on top of those and i can't ever see the 3d effects in the first place no i don't like it either because i've got um i wear glasses as well and my glasses are like really big like clark kent style nerd glasses (laughs) so trying to put a pair of flipping 3d glasses over the top pinches me ears and it pinches me nose and they don't sit properly so there's like always a little bit that doesn't quite cover nah don't like it but the I, glasses in your photo aren't real, though, right? Uh, oh, what's my photo? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what my profile picture is. Let's have a look. Oh, no, those are my glasses, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I told you they were big. <laughs> but I know you don't really have pink hair. No, I don't. I don't. I wish I did. I'm not brave <laughs> enough to dye it. It's frightening. <laughs> Uh, My hair's in really bad condition from when I used to dye it bright red, so... Why bright red? Um, I kind of went through a phase <laughs> when I was about 18, 19-ish, where I was like, I'm bored of being a brunette, I want to be all exciting, let's go mental. So I went like a bright sort of pillar box red colour, which I, I kept for about two years. And then I got bored of that and went purple. And then I got bored of that and I went orange and i don't i don't mean ginger i mean actual orange which was kind of insane but i didn't keep the orange for very long because it faded so quickly that i went blonde and i hated i I did not look good blonde at all (laughs) can't pull it off so i'm back to brunette now i know redheads are evil so (laughs) that's why i said i don't know why you wanted to be a redhead oh see now i love a good redhead I do, I really do When I found out that Benedict Cumberbatch is naturally ginger in my day What's the big deal about him? I love him Apparently all women do Yeah, and I'm not sure why Because he's not a conventionally attractive man, is he? He's got a weird shaped face He looks a bit like an owl but (laughs) He plays Sherlock? He does, I love Sherlock so much Uh... There was a comic book where they made the Sherlock character a woman. Uh, I forget what it was called, so it doesn't matter. That was quickly cancelled. Oh, I um, have you been watching? Is it Elementary? Where there's the uh, is it Lucy Lou plays Watson? No, I've uh heard that about it. Uh, but I think Lucy Lou 
has gotten kind of old. Hasn't I am. Um, I just don't think she's very good either, to be honest. Eh, I remember her being in Charlie's Angels, the movies. Yeah, that's about all I can remember her from as well. Uh, she didn't leave a lasting impression on me. <laughs> uh, anyway, in those movies, Drew Barrymore didn't let the angels carry guns. Uh, they should have gotten shot in the first scene. <laughs> Don't you think that happens a lot in most movies, though? We, yeah. we had um, we did a little Arnold Schwarzenegger marathon uh, towards the end of last year, and uh, and there are so many scenes in his films where he's running around like one guy with one gun, and he's getting shot at by about fifty five guys, and not one of them hits him. It's like not all of you can be this crap at aiming. Like one of you's got to hit the guy, but no, he always survives because he's Arnold. Ah, uh, uh, you didn't watch. Every Schwarzenegger movie, I, I hope. No, no. Like, uh, then you get stuck with watching Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> Do you know, I don't mind Kindergarten Cop. I would rather watch that than watch Junior. <laughs> <laughs> because Junior is straight up garbage. <laughs> I like some Schwarzenegger movies. Like Terminator 2, mm-hmm. uh, Total Recall. That film is brilliant. The Running Man and, is my favourite. And it, yeah. that's about it. You like Running Man. I do. With Richard Dawson? Is that... I, <laughs> I don't know actors' names. I'm very bad at this. But I do I do love Running Man. I'm a bit, I've got a soft spot for that film. Even though it's full of, like, terrible... Richard Dawson is the guy who... He's hosting it. He says it's time to start running. Oh, um, Killian, is it? What an apt name. <laughs> uh, I don't know their character's name. Mm. No, I think I really love Running Man. I don't like it's like typical 80s action bonkersness, and I love it. There's a guy who's wearing a nappy with lights all over his chest who sings opera songs. I mean, what's not to love? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Did you see Bewitched? No. With Nicole Kinman. Uh, that's just as well. <laughs> uh, Will Ferrell ruined that movie too. Mm. He's um, I do love Will Ferrell, but there there have been the odd. I think and I, I didn't watch. I haven't bothered watching Bewitched because I thought it looked pants. Um, and I wasn't a huge fan of Stranger Than Fiction either. That was his like attempt at doing a fairly serious film. It didn't really work. It wasn't very good. These comedic actors should never do serious movies. <laughs> I think some can get away with it. Like I do think um, Jim Carrey, uh, like he's in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, is my favourite film of all time. I he was in a movie. Worry, uh, just talked to a volleyball the whole movie. Was he? Uh, I forget what it was called. Don't know. I know he did like a lot of nonsense stuff like Ace Ventura and things, but then he was in Eternal Sunshine and he, I was like, oh no, do you know what? That's my favourite thing ever. So <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll give you a pass for all the crap came before. <laughs> I never saw that. I don't think I really want to. Oh, should give it a go. It's good. Kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, actually, don't watch it because it's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just make you have a little cry. 
Um, I've just realised that we're coming up on the hour and a half, which is usually about how long the episodes are. Um, so was there anything else in particular you wanted to mention before we uh, do a shimmy off? I just want to tell everybody, listen to Podcast X, podcastx.blogspot.com. Awesome. I'm assuming that's about X-Men or is it about anything in general? It's about anything. Ah, cool. So it's, um, do you have a co-host on that or anything or is it just yourself? It's just myself, unless... I can have you on it sometime. Hey, I love to talk, therefore, (laughs) if anybody wants me on their show, I'll go on it. I don't mind. (laughs) As long as I know what I'm talking about beforehand. (laughs) I hate when you sort of agree to go on something and then they're like, yeah, this episode, we're going to talk about this and it's something I've never watched. (laughs) It's about specific comics, but I can make it about whatever you've read so, so oh. that'll work. Awesome. So that was podcastx.blogspot.com. Awesome. Yeah. So um, check that out, guys. And also, while we're doing the uh, the plugs and the links and that, the uh, Just Giving page I mentioned at the start for um, the live show is up at justgiving.com forward slash SPCP live. Um, obviously, if you want to donate beforehand, you're very much welcome to. Um, but I'm, I'm not really expecting anyone to donate until the day because obviously you're going to want to listen in and, and see me. I think the best time to tune in would probably be about eight o'clock on Sunday morning because that would be like 23 hours in. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm blatantly going to be mashed on skittles <laughs> i think my whole plan is to just eat a load of skittles to stay awake but yeah so tune into that i've um i've set up an account on something called mixler.com but i don't want to give out the link for that just yet because i haven't tested it with skype to make sure that i can actually call people <laughs> um, i don't have to listen to all 24 hours and once right <laughs> no um what i'm gonna do is obviously you can tune in for however long you want um once I've got, I've checked that Mixer works with Skype, um, then I'll be able to give out the link to where you can listen to the show. Um, but what I'm hoping to do is record the whole thing and release the the best bits sort of as, as mini episodes afterwards. So like maybe I'll, I'll do like say a, a Paul Cornell episode and use like his best bits um, and put that out afterwards as well. Cause the, um, the just giving page that, um, the donation page that actually stays open for three months after the event anyway so yeah the more episodes i release i suppose the more people will know about about the just giving thing as well so but um yeah donate as much as you can i've set a conservative target of 750 quid mostly because i don't really know what to expect from this i don't know how many people are going to tune in and indeed how many of those people are then going to donate but i'm an american so i don't know is 750 quid a lot? Um, let's do a conversion on my phone because I don't know. Uh, it, not really. <laughs> well, not in my head. Let me have a look. I'm blatantly going to edit this down, aren't I? <laughs> uh, 750 English pounds is $1,250. That's a lot. <laughs> But I've only set that as a target simply because, like, obviously, if you want to donate, you know, as much as you can, fair enough. If we don't hit the target, 
that's fine. But, uh, you know, what I'm hoping to do is bash the target in the face and go flying over it. So <laughs> please give generously. I'll be able to do some more announcements in the future as well about who will be joining us on the show. I've just, um, there's some people I've got to sort of pin down officially. But I've set up a Facebook group as well for the Pop Culture Parlour. If you go onto Facebook and just search Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour, um, I'll be making announcements on there in between the shows as well so you can keep an eye on who's going to be on. And yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am T. If you want to send me an email, it's Stacey's Parlour. That's Stacey with an E, guys. And Parlour with a U for you Americans. Uh. <laughs> I'm so awkward with my spelling at gmail.com. And yes, I think that's all the social networking plugging I've got to do, she says. Do you want to let anyone know where they can find you on the internet? Or are you? would you prefer them to just go to your blogspot page? I would prefer they listen to Podcast X, actually. <laughs> uh, I can be reached on my uh, podcastx.blogspot.com, like I said. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Um, I realize I've been terrible at staying on topic, and I do apologize. There's no topic, so I didn't mind. That's true, actually. Um, I should just rename this Stacey's Pop Culture Ramble Fest. <laughs> <laughs> That's what most of the episodes end up being. So thank you again for coming on. And, um, yeah, let me know if you want me to come on your show. I'll, I'll come and blab, I don't mind. <laughs> You'll regret saying that. <laughs> nah, I never regret talking. I love talking. Just maybe don't don't ask me to do it, like, you know, the day after the live show because I, I think I'll have podcasted out. I'll be podcasted out by then. <laughs> Oh, why have I agreed to do this? It's terrifying and exciting, though. I'm glad I don't have to edit this because <laughs> I know I, ever since the stroke, I take deep breaths between every sentence. Oh, mate, I wouldn't worry about it. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's my microphone or my mouth, but when I edit, my breathing sounds like. <gasps> <laughs> I'm constantly editing out breathing anyway, so it will be fine. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, um, lovely listeners, I will see you next month. Don't know who my co-host will be. If you are interested in joining me, drop me an email, and uh, I'll see you all next month. Bye.
So look here, I put on the back of my bike when I 